Welcome to WP Constellations, a podcast exploration of the WordPress universe, brought to you by Stellar WP. Welcome to the next episode of WP Constellations, your Stellar WP exploration of the WordPress universe. And I think today it's fair to say if there is a sun that is the part of that's the WordPress universe, part of the origin story, it is the person I'm interviewing today, which is Matt Mullenweg. Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, great to be here. And as I mentioned before we started, this is an unusual interview for me because I have been quarantining uh, because I... A few days ago, I was going to go to an event. I felt totally fine, but I got a positive COVID test. So I am uh, uh, currently uh, I'm quarantine match. <laughs> Although no. I did get a negative test this morning, which is great, uh, so, four days later. so You're no longer one of the untouchables. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I'm going to run another one this afternoon before I start to reintegrate into society. So. Well, we've all been, most of us have been there with uh, COVID over the past few years. So I guess it's inevitable that at some point. 2024, I thought we were done with this stuff. Gosh, I wish. I really wish, especially with all the community events that we have coming up um, and how we've been wrapping things up. It's been pretty exciting, actually, to last year we had the first WordCamp Asia. Uh, WordCamp Europe was back for, I think, the third year since the pandemic. And lots of local camps all over the world have been coming back, which is pretty exciting. So to see you at some of them. Whether it was remotely, <laughs> I'm very Asia. excited to go to work Asia in person this year. It's um, ah. one of the things I'm allowing myself to do during sabbatical. So, um, I am on sabbatical right now. So yes. I'm not going to prepare a talk or anything. I'm just going to do a Q and A. I'm also bringing some friends. Um, oh, sweet! Uh, Tim Ferriss is coming. I actually spoke to him last night. Um, he's going to prepare actually a really exciting talk for the WordPress community. Um, nice. So that should be fun. Uh, ben Thompson from Shutakery is going to speak. Nice. Uh, you know, we're 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 I'm trying to make it just a fun thing, and I'll just vacation in Taiwan for a bit before and after. So if you see me there, I'll be more of like a chill mode than like a necessarily work 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 mode, like I normally. Really <laughs> chill mode is good. Um, I'm speaking at WordCamp Asia as well. It's people scroll down, and there we are side by side on the speakers page because it's alphabetic, and I fall nice. alphabetically just beside you, which is pretty fun too. Um, likewise thank you i as you know love our community and the things that we do i am a huge proponent of so many things and um you once called me the busiest woman in wordpress and i uh i love that it made me it made me smile caught me off guard which is kind of fun uh but i just love our community and giving back to our community and so i wanted to talk about that today um there's so much that's going on. There's so much that shut down for a little while during pandemic. And now that we are post lockdown, I don't know if we'll ever be past COVID. I think it'll always be part of our future, but um, I thought we could jump into some of those things. But before we talk about what's happening in WordPress and the future, I want you to look back over you know, the last 20, almost 21 years now since the WordPress was launched and tell me what are some of your favorite community initiatives that we've had over the years? You know, open source is really a radical act of generosity. And so the times when I'm proudest of myself and also of the WordPress community is when we have been generous. And um, so if I had to like epitomize that, 
it's um you know that the sort of do action type events where we uh as a community come together and then like redo a website for a nonprofit <laughs> or a good cause um just feels like a win-win-win right because we are taking some good cause right we're uh donating our time to put them on open source software and make them a better website which then will further their cause so that just feels like a you know we we can't fix everything in the world and uh we kind of have we have to pick our lane right we're the we're the cms makers right we're like the t the, the tinkerers on the widgets uh yes. making the gutenbergs and the blocks and everything like that but if we can make our tool really amazing perhaps we can enable others be sort of like a fulcrum for goodness in the rest of the world. And um, I love that when, when we put our times towards that. Now, because we're open source, it can also be used as a fulcrum by bad people. You know, bad people can use WordPress too, but that's not where we put our time, right? <laughs> that's not where the do action events are. So I, I really love that. And I feel like it's a good embodiment of our values. I, I agree with that 100%. And I love that our events, when we do get together in person, allow those kinds of connections to be made to see those things kind of come forward too. So sometimes, you know, it's two people meeting serendipitously over lunch or coffee or something at a WordCamp that starts to spark ideas that pushes things forward to be able to have those kinds of things, whether it's a hackathon, um, a, a pointed event, the next gen events that are coming up, things like that. So it's 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 a pretty awesome community. Well, and something very key to that as well that I didn't mention is that, you know, when we build these sites for people, we're giving it to them so that they can manage it themselves, yes. right? And so, you know, it's teaching someone how to fish, not just giving them a fish. And I think that's that's one of the beautiful things about the WordPress community. It's not like we're like a secret guild of people who know how to use WordPress and we don't want anyone else to. Like part of what we're doing when we're building WordPress sites is we're teaching people how to use WordPress so that they can do it themselves. So we're giving them agency. We're giving them liberty. We're educating. And that's the beautiful thing about knowledge. Like I can share knowledge and you can have it. I didn't lose anything. Right. But then everyone gets better. You know, it's kind of like um, when you think about technological advances to the ages, like at some point, people didn't know how to, you know, plow fields and till soil. And that was a new technique. That was a new technology. But that technique spread. Mm -hmm. And it didn't mean that the person on this farm has any less corn or something like that than the person on this. It just, it increases, it raises the floor for everyone. And I believe that is kind of the root of human progress. And uh, why I feel like open source is this sort of secular religion that can really, we can all contribute to and really help everything get better in a way that feels, for me, very fulfilling. I came across this word, uh, eudaimonia, um, which is a Greek word for sort of like your higher purpose, being connected to something bigger. And um, I'm going to explore that more. You might hear me use that word more. It was uh, sent to me by uh, Blake at a, a qualify, I believe. So um, yeah, something, I think that might be, we might need a word like that to describe what we're doing. I like that. It's it's kind of like the idea of Kaizen, ever better and continuing to grow for the higher purpose. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And that feels, I don't know what the meaning of life is, that feels pretty darn good. And something that I feel like I can continue doing for the rest of my life. And it's very generative, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not like I'm ever going to complete that. I'm never going to be done, 
you know, teaching people how to build things um, and building the tools for them to do so. So that um, also feels very fulfilling to have something that I at least personally picked that I can work on the rest of my life. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. And, and some for some of us, the rest of our lives is a lot sooner than others of us, um, as being somebody who's a little bit older in the community. And I think about a lot, I think about what the next 10 years or next 15 years might look for me before I kind of age out and retire from WordPress or from, from work and, and what that might actually look like. It's like, do you ever retire from WordPress or do you just like continue to be part of it and um, hopefully shepherd people up into the community as well, which is another thing I want to talk about. So is getting the next generations into WordPress. Uh, I think one of the things that we do, at least one of the initiatives that's been handed to me here at Stellar WP is not just to sell our products, because we're not just about selling our products. We're about educating people about WordPress so that WordPress stays relevant for all of us and we continue to bring more people and younger people into it. Uh, what do you think companies like mine and other companies, whether they're bigger or smaller, can and should be doing to continue to grow WordPress, not just in our own little bubble? Well, you already answered your question, which is like future generations, right? Um, I think it's totally fine that there's seasons of contributions and how I have contributed to WordPress changes, you know, all the time. And even right now, like I was on a track ticket yesterday. <laughs> I haven't been on a track ticket in a while. That felt kind of good. But, you know, I, I contributed something to that. And um, so, and then maybe someday, maybe my mind is feeble and I'm unable to code or set strategy or something like that. But perhaps I can still like tell people how fun it is to blog or mm -hmm. something and that sort of sparked that interest. So these are all forms of contribution. And, um, and what's beautiful about it is it's contributing. Yes, you're contributing to WordPress, but really what you're doing is contributing to that person's life, mm -hmm. right? You're giving them something that you believe will make their life better. <laughs> so the fact that it benefits WordPress is kind of like, um, uh, a side thing. Really what we're doing is benefiting the people and because of this beauty, this amazing, you know, intellectual property hack of open source, like then WordPress also gets better and the people get better and it's, it's this nice virtuous loop. So I think, um, yeah, you already answered your own question. So sorry. No, there's different ways to do it, no, that's, but there's different ways to involve the next generation. And I think, um, we can continue to build good products, but shepherding people in is is sometimes the the more challenging piece of it and showing our relevance, not necessarily from WordPress, the project, but those of us who are using it um, to make sure that the next generation, like I built my daughter a WordPress website this year for her DJ business. So now she's a Ooh. WordPresser. She doesn't log in. She doesn't want to log in, but her site's on WordPress. And so that helps her with, and, and I think, She's not the next generation anymore. So, oh, she's a grown up. But there are so many other people that we're bringing in who are teenagers and things like that too. So, how old is your daughter? She's she'll be thirty two next month. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah thanks. Okay, she well, went with we'll me. make a WordPress user at her at some point. <laughs> exactly. We need to make the mobile apps better. By the way, I think that mm. would really connect people to things. Because how how cool would it be? Like she has a DJ business. How many people are visiting her website? Where are they from? You know, does yeah. she have a contact form? Like, you know, there's so many ways to interact with it. And, um, you know, I think also one of the best ways is, you know, leading by example. Mm. So make your own website super cool. 
<laughs> I've, I've been working on mine. I've been blogging a lot more. One of the best things about a sabbatical is it's freed up, you know, automatic. Um, it's quite a job. <laughs> uh, you know, I think so, it, yeah. Um, the day I left, we were 1,934 souls, you know, people. And so leading that that team is uh, is an incredible privilege and an incredible responsibility that weighed so heavily on me, you know, on my shoulders, you know, the, the lives yeah. of those 1,934 people and their families. And so, you know, being able to take that off my shoulders, hand it to Tony Schneider for a few months, um, has freed up so much mental energy for me. And a lot of it's been going into writing. I actually have this really long, like, multi-thousand word essay. Um, I've been working on the past few days and but I'm just, I'm just kind of blogging a lot and it's, it's, it's really fun and lovely. It's also brought up a discussion about planet and what we should do there. So like, I like these, these are forcing functions. So it kind of encourages us to like, uh, maybe pay attention to some parts of our community that have fallen fallow, um, like the jobs sites, the planets, you know, the forums, I think are way worse than they used to be, how they function. So there's a lot of things we can go back and work on and really kind of get them back to that community flywheel. Um, you know, part of the the WordPress always had a wiki, you know, and everything had to edit this page. You could just click edit. Uh, we have a lot of documentation now that doesn't have a very simple edit button on it. Um, and we can define what that looks like. Maybe edits go into a moderation queue. That would be pretty cool. That would be kind of a new paradigm on the web I haven't seen, wiki plus moderation. Mm -hmm. um yeah i would be really interested to see that and um i'm yeah so you, you'll see me around i'm on sabbatical but i'm also like just for me that means working on things i love and so i will be around like the meta channels and track tickets and other things so i'll go to this work camp and do a q a so i'm going to do a q a now to talk that's kind of like my my thing is like because talks i i really spend a lot of time preparing um you know, lots, lots of like the state of the word, hundreds of hours from many people going to something like that. Um, so this is got Q and A though for me is, is easy. I'll just go and answer questions, kind of like this. You know, like yes. this I'm on sabbatical, but I was like, yeah, I'll talk to Michelle. Like this is easy. This is... <laughs> Make it fun. I hope anyway. <laughs> yeah. I love it's just the conversation. I think conversations yeah. are what we need more of in the world. I agree. It's how we get to know each other better and share really good information like five for the future. I love the concept of five for the future. I love people working towards everything that happens with WordPress. And I was several years into working with WordPress and even being part of WordCamps and things like that before I realized that to contribute, core was only part of contribution. That so much more goes into. And within the last two years, you know, we have the photo directory now, which is almost to 14,000 photos. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 the uh, mentoring programs and all the things that are happening. So it isn't just contributing to core that makes you a WordPress contributor um, and contributing for Five for the Future. Because as somebody who's not a coder, it was really exciting to me to know that there are other ways that I could contribute in a positive way. It's like, what, what, how can you take creative work and put it into the commons? That's fundamentally what contributing to open source is. And sometimes that's creative commons, sometimes that's code, sometimes it's documentation, sometimes it's organizing an event, you know, but this is fundamentally what you're doing is taking something and putting it out there for the people.
Yep, absolutely. One of the things that I have seen spring up over the last year too, some of it came, some things came from the um, community summit around WordCamp US last year. And that was a phenomenal event to be able to really the idea generation and ways to move things forward. But also the idea of um, next gen events and where everything isn't just WordCamp this region or WordCamp that country. And I loved some of the things that are happening. As a matter of fact, this week, uh, Kerala, India is doing a photos week and they're doing an entire week of photo submission. We have almost a thousand photos cool. by the end of an entire week that are being moderated in quickly because we have a team of about 30 moderators trying to, uh, wow. it's amazing. And at the end of the week, people will, there's a competition. Some people will win prizes for contributing the most photos and the most beautiful photos and all those kinds of things. So it's fun to see that earlier this year in Kolkata, they had, um, uh, uh, career fest, like our career event online too. So the idea that there's all of these next gen events that are happening that are really more specific to people's interests than just to go to a city and learn whatever people are talking about there. So uh, I don't know where that idea came from and how it's been generated, but I'm kind of excited about it. I wonder what your thoughts are as well. Well, so what you said really makes me think about <clears throat> also how sometimes we might fall too much on the human volunteer side of things. And we need to, when designing these systems, incorporate also what can be positive feedback loops of contribution, of interaction. So that's very abstract. So let me give you some real world examples. Um, part of the reason why Google is the best search engine in the world isn't just that they index all the pages and look at all the links, right? Anyone can do that. Bing can do that. Others can do that. Part of the reason why Google is the best search engine is because they also look when people search, they look at what they click on. Mm. And they use that as a feedback loop, right? So when you click on something, do you stay there? Or do you immediately come back to the search results and then click on something else, which is like a, a really strong indicator that you didn't find what you were looking for. So the last thing that you click on was probably the answer. So maybe that was fifth on the results with their normal ranking, but mm -hmm. then for search terms, they can move it up. So to expand this example to photos, for example, uh, I don't think we, I like that we have this volunteer team that's moderating and everything. But I also wonder how we could make it more wiki-like, more like sort of open. that doesn't require like moderators and volunteers. So for example, like, um, is there a way that anyone could suggest tags or edit captions on any photo on the photo directory? Why not, you know, mm -hmm. and let people tag however they like. And then every time, you know, with the APIs that show photos for a search, right? Because ultimately, why do these photos exist? Because people look for something, they mm -hmm. get some photos. Okay, when the photos show up in a search, we should track and maybe have publicly available as part of the API, how many times this photo was shown for what search and whether someone selected it or not, right? Because okay. like you can have a, the team can have a quality rating, right? They can say this is good or bad, but it doesn't truly answer for this search, does this match, right? We can have some generic, you know, you know, things, this makes a good photo, right? but people might also be searching for bad photos. Maybe they're searching for something that looks like a, like a 90s GIF, you know? Mm. 
And so if, if our photo directory only allows things that look beautiful, like this background photo I have right here, we're not actually solving the user problem of they're typing something in a box and they want a free available answer to what they're doing. Um, so with Openverse, with other things, I think a lot about how we can incorporate that data and also make it transparent and public. So Google hides all this. This is their secret sauce. Uh, we don't need to, right? It's not our business model. <laughs> it's actually a cost for us to run these things. So it's not a lot of cost, which is kind of beautiful, right? With Moore's mm -hmm. Law, every 18 months, these things get effectively cheaper to run, uh, provide for the whole internet. I don't know if you saw um, a little digression, but Signal, which is this open source secure messaging app, just published their finances. Mm. It's kind of beautiful. Um, I don't know exactly their monthly active users, but it is a, a world scale, you know, large messaging app that is secure. And um, running that network and all the developers was on the order of like 15 million per year. That's not bad, actually. Right? In a, right. In a account for trillions of dollars mm -hmm. to provide secure open source messaging for humanity. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the scaling, I think, you know, let's let's pretend they're at 100 million right now. If they went to a billion monthly active users, I don't think it goes to from 50 to 500. I think it goes from like 50 to maybe 80, you know? Right. And out of those billion people, can you crowdfund that or something like that? That's actually pretty neat. So mm -hmm. yes, there's real cost of these things, but I think they are costs that we're providing enough utility that um, you know they can be borne by the people. And then we don't have to have these advertising or other models where we essentially have to sell people's data or attention mm -hmm. or essentially desire, right? Because what is advertising? But I'm trying to create a de desire in you that you didn't have. Your life was fine. Now I'm going to make you want something that you didn't know you wanted. That's what advertising is at the end of the day, which is, you know, in a, in a Buddhist sense, I do not want to create more desires in others, right? I'm trying to eliminate desires in myself as well. Right? I don't want to have to desire anything. Uh, so, okay, that was a lot of discussions. What's your next question? I apologize. <laughs> Sabbatical so math. <laughs> sabbatical math. That's right. I love it. It's great. It's, I love these kinds of conversations as opposed to scripted and that, that kind of thing. But I do have some notes because I want to make sure I cover a few things. One of those is uh, I created a project, uh, a service last year called WPSpeakers.com, where people from all over, anybody can join the database, anybody can search the database to find WordPress speakers for their events, They're, whether it's mm -hmm. a podcast or a WordCamp or a meetup, et cetera. And then I have other ideas for things that I want to build, right? I've, I've registered some domains, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I was at WordCamp last year at, at a WordCamp and I came under criticism from somebody who said, you shouldn't be creating these outside of WP.org. You should give these ideas, especially if you're not looking to make money and all of that, that they should exist within WordPress.org. Since I published that, we also have now the WP World that Marcus Burnett has. We have Gather Press that's coming up. We have, you know, other jobs boards and things like that. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on people like me who will like see a need, find a yeah. gap, and fill it. I, I would kind of do a yes and, you know? I mean, the beautiful thing about WordPress is it's open. So yes, you can do that. Uh, we have some restrictions around the trademark. Right? Like you have to call it WP, not WordPress. But mm -hmm. 
you know what, do it. And I think that that you had to do it on your own domain probably means that our methods of allowing someone to spin something like that up on wordpress.org maybe are, have a high barrier. <laughs> That's probably a nice way to put it. Honestly, I don't think these things happen unless I ask for them, mm. to be totally honest, like um, right now. So if it's not something I asked for or you proposed to me, um, it doesn't really happen on WordPress.org right now. I would love for these things too. And now when we do something on WordPress.org, we're committing to maintain it for life. So that's part of why we have this you know, deliberation about like, so, but I don't think there's anything wrong. And we have done this in the past where something starts out in the community and then we kind of like acquire it or incorporate it, it into yeah. the org or WordPress.org. Right. Not the Borg, the the Warg, right? W.org, Warg. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Actually. I like that. We're, we're the Warg. We um, just got to the nerdiest part of Matt in that right there. <laughs> well, I've been wondering if I should switch WordPress.org to use W.org because we have W.org, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, there's not very many one-letter domains in the world, and we have one of them. So um, I wonder if we should switch it to that. But the... Uh, but branding is very, very important. So like it's, yes. you know, I, it's, uh, it's something I ruminate on. But the, um, so yeah, that could become part of the warg in the future. Also, it's fine to have things that are satellite, um, but they could be their own brands. So for example, WP Tavern mm -hmm. is kind of a warg project, right? Um, and that it has, it's not commercial. Um, it's sponsored by Audrey Capital, which is myself. Mm -hmm. You know, much like WordPress.org is all paid for by me. Um, so that, but it's it's nice to be its own site because it's, it's like a newspaper. It's like a publication, yeah. right? And actually, I don't know if you saw, but oh, did I post this? I Maybe I didn't click publish, but like I've uh, we've actually narrowed it down to seven uh, potential writers. Oh, good. Two-week trial where they can, uh, if they want to, can sort of bill at the standard trial rate automatically trial to $25 per hour. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to just start blogging and managing the community on site. They'll all get access. And then at the end of that, we'll pick two people to go full-time. Oh, that's fantastic. I was wondering about that. Actually, just the other day, thinking, I haven't seen anything on the tavern since December. Other than the, yeah. the, ju the jukebox. I must not have published yesterday. <laughs> um, it's funny. Although I've been on sabbatical, my days have been very full like there's just so much backlog. I think I've logged, I responded to an email from 2018 a few days ago. Like I'm really, I've got a lot of uh, catch up to do. And so that's part of what I'm doing. Well, I imagine people reach out to you an awful lot. So your inbox must be very full most of the time. Yes and no, actually. So, you know, people reach out to me in some ways way less than you would expect. Mm. Uh, and actually the people closest to me reach out to me the least. I just had this, you know, as I was going on sabbatical, you know, I, I met with, a, you know, the top people at Automatic, you know, and um, you can imagine this is a very elite group. You know, it's folks I've been working with often for many years, sometimes like 15, 20 years. Um, we know each other really, really well. And one of the things I said to everyone was I was like, guess how often of this of this group, um, how many times I've been called in the past three months? And the guesses were always like pretty low, yeah. Like, you know, one, five, ten. But the actual answer was zero. Literally, wow. no one. 
I think, and I think I could stretch it out to maybe even 12 months. Like no one's ever called me, but it's my job to literally be responsive to these people. These are like my top <laughs> lieutenant. These are the top people. Um, I, I exist to serve as CEO. Um, so I was like, Hey, just, just call me. And actually it was nice because those last couple of weeks that, that started happening. So they did start just like calling me out of the blue. And, and the way I, I do CEOing is I try to actually keep my schedule a lot more open uh, from like pre-scheduled commitments so that I'm able to be responsive to anything people need. Cause like, I want to unblock people as fast as possible. So actually those last few weeks at automatic were some of the best of my entire career. <laughs> and it made me really kind of like, it was very bittersweet to then, you know, pass the baton, you know, hand the crown to Tony. And yeah. uh, it, it was, it was both sad because I was having so much fun. But also, I was very proud, and I knew Tony would have like a fantastic time. Um, so I was, I was passing him something that was in a really good shape. That's awesome. Are you worried that everything will be changed by the time you get back? No, I'm hopeful everything will be changed. Like there is some I love it. changes I set in motion. You know, I posted mm -hmm. about this big automatic reorg um, and the cards. So just for those who don't know, you can now ask any automatician, "What's your card?" And they will answer one of three ways. Uh, they are trying to be the host, which is basically like WordPress.com, you know? So they're trying to be a host. So that means they're very competitive with the GoDaddy's and SiteGrounds and Bluehost of the world. Mm -hmm. um, or they have a help the host card. So that's Jetpack. That's WooCommerce. That's all the people working on Core and WordPress. So like they're, the things they do benefit every single host in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they can... They can partner with all these hosts. They can ally with them. Those hosts can talk to them without worrying of it being used competitively. Um, and the third card is just neutral, which could mean one of two things. It either means they're in a support function like HR or finance or something, or they're in a part of automatic, which just isn't part of the WordPress ecosystem, you know, like um, text or Tumblr right now, although Tumblr mm -hmm. hopefully will, Tumblr will get to be the host card in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Because it will be, uh, essentially a WordPress hosting uh, thing as well, alongside WordPress.com in the future. That's pretty cool. I do a lot of work in DEIB um, within WordPress and within tech in general, uh, working with different groups of underrepresented people. I uh, started with underrepresented in tech.com in 2019, no, 2020, whatever it was, um, with Allie Nimmons. And she's recently stepped away. So I'm going to be bringing somebody new in to co-host with me. And I'm excited to announce that in the next couple of weeks. Um, Ooh, congratulations. Thank you. It's very exciting. I'll tell you off screen so that it won't be recorded this week, but it's very exciting. There are so many pockets of out of pockets, right words, but, but under smaller subsets of the WordPress community that have similar needs. So like, for example, Black Press. Um, last year, I gave a talk at WordCamp Phoenix, and I talked about Black Press, and I talked about how a community within a community like that can really bolster one another, because we all have the experience of WordPress, but then subset, subsets of people have other experiences that others of us don't. As a result of that, lgbtqpress.com became a thing. And we spun up um, a place for people in WordPress who are part of the queer community. And there are probably others that I'm not even aware of. But I have been talking with um, Anne McCarthy. And I know that the Queermatic folks have sponsored um, 
they want to sponsor people from the queer community through the mentoring program, which I think is phenomenal. I had a meeting yesterday where I was the fly on the wall because I'm just there to support um, as an ally. The Black press community had a really amazing meetup yesterday where they talked about things, ways to move things forward. I, I just kind of want to hear what you think about these different groups that are kind of um, allies for one another and kind of growing up and how that's all working within the greater community. Yeah, and this is obviously a hot topic in society right yes. now. Wow. Um, because there are some versions of this work that have actually ended up being exclusionary, right? Yes, yes. Um, so this is something, you know, I both think is ultimately beautiful and I struggle with, mm. right? Because essentially what we're talking about is tribes or identities that separate us. Um. And so part of me really identifies with, you know, Martin Luther King being, I want my children judged on the content of their character, not the color of their skin, you know, like, mm -hmm. and so I think of WordPress as a fundamentally humanist um, philosophy and organization, meaning that I see you and I see Michelle. I have not seen however you might want to be la labeled or however my mind might label you. Purple hair, woman, this honestly, like all these things. Like, yes, they exist. Let's not deny that these labels exist and we evolutionarily our minds work that way. And, you know, we are tribal. Like, so we do kind of have an affinity for folks who might share some identity characteristics. And if we can use that to invite contributors, I think that's great. But I think it should always be towards the goal that how we treat each other, how we work together is sort of that human first where we're not leading with, you know, like, awesome, Michelle, you are a woman contributor. No, you're right. a contributor. Like that, I don't want to ever put an adjective in front of this. And there's this great Morgan Freeman um, interview, which I actually kind of shook me when I first saw it because Morgan Freeman's someone I look up to a lot. He's one of my favorite actors. And, um, and he was actually railing against Black History Month, which I was very surprised at because I've never yeah. in my life thought that was something that shouldn't exist. Um, and his argument was interesting. He was like, hey, he was talking to someone. Uh, the interviewer was white and Jewish. He's like, is there a Jewish History Month? Is there a white History Month? No, you just call it history. <laughs> and he's like, and it, that was kind of his point. It wasn't to take anything away from, you know, Black heritage or anything like that. But he was like, our history is, is history. Mm -hmm. And so we should talk about it 12 months out of the year, you know, sort of, that was his argument. I'm not making that argument, by the way. I don't think it's my place to, but when I saw that, I was like, whoa, okay. Here's someone who with this identity card, I would say is a, is a black American who is very politically active, very, a good moral thinker who is making a case for this thing that I thought was just kind of standard, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, I, I just grew up with it. It was like my whole my whole life. That's what we do. Uh, you know, why it he he thought it it doesn't actually represent what he how he wanted to be seen as a person or how he wanted his identity's history to be seen as as part of history and part of the canon of you know Western mm -hmm. civilization. So um and I say all these things like, gosh, I hope I didn't say anything wrong and offend anyone, but like, but these are the things I'm thinking about yeah. and how um, 
I sort of ruminate and, sh- and struggle with some of these issues as well. Mm-hmm. So for the record, um, you're not anti-advocacy. <laughs> yeah, what I do always return to and what always feels true at the end of the day is the humanist part, you know? We're humans. I want to see people as their primary identity being their name, however they choose to identify, and then their behaviors, you know? And everything else, the labels, the categories, you know, let's wear them lightly. And let's, how beautiful is it that they could change, you know? Mm-hmm. How someone chooses to identify might change over time. And that's that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but actually when I started contributing to open source, um, I did so under a pseudonym. I was anonymous uh, because I was like a 17, 18 year old kid in Houston right. who had computer science training or like, like no qualifications. And, and one of my big struggles at that time was people wouldn't take me seriously. You know, I, I think I have a blog post about this, but I remember walking into a Best Buy to buy my first digital camera and they wouldn't pay attention to me. I'd saved up, you know, I'd scrapped together money for months and months to buy my first digital camera. I was so proud that I went in there with, you know, the $300 or it was that I really worked hard and then they wouldn't even serve me. And I just felt like really ignored. Um, And so online, it was so cool. And that's actually one thing I think should be maintained. Like I'm totally fine with people contributing to WordPress without their real name or real identity attached, you know? Who cares what you look like or what your name is or where in the world you are or something like that. Like all that matters are your contributions. And that I think is kind of the ultimate end of this. Like mm-hmm. how can we make space? You know, obviously we do a lot of in-person stuff, so it doesn't work there. But like, at least in the online space, I think mm-hmm. it is, we need to maintain that it's totally fine for someone to be completely anonymous and a full participant in the WordPress community. And that perhaps is the, the ultimate epitome of what being online allows us to be free or take on completely new, you know, avatars um, than what we happen to be born with. Or gravatars as it is. Gravatars, <laughs> yes. Uh, good reference. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, what else is coming up that you um, are looking forward to before we wrap things up and I let you continue to recover in isolation? Um, what, what other things would you like to uh, to highlight? You know, Michelle, we covered quite a bit. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, and look forward to doing this again someday. Absolutely. Uh, for well, people, thank you. I'll tell you, for people to follow me, I'm blogging a lot on ma.tt. And I'm at Photomat on like Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, everything. So um, yeah, hope to connect with people there. Absolutely. I'll include all of those in the show notes, all the links. So if you want to follow Matt and all those places, you can, along with the transcript of today's episode so that people can read it instead of listening to it, if that's what they want to do. Matt, thank you so much for taking some time to spend with me today on your sabbatical. I uh, hope that you have some good rest over the next three months, in spite of continuing to kind of chime in and pay attention to what's happening. And I look forward to seeing you in Taipei. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. WP Constellations is a production of Stellar WP. Home of the events calendar, Learn Dash, Give WP, Cadence, Iconic, Solid WP, Orderable, and Restrict Content Pro. Learn more about the Stellarverse at StellarWP.com.